deformed enemy hub. 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 everybody welcome to yet another episode of the reform anime hub podcast episode 47 this is your host ramon aka the full metal calvinist and today i have almost the whole crew minus the uh highlander but i'm not missing much what's that (laughs) uh but i have uh with me darth sierra darth sierra is in the house today say hi uh darth sierra Hi, everybody. Neat. The Protestant lass for Christ is here. Say hi. What's up? Gwee. Davy B is in the house. Yo, yo, yo. And last but not least, your broham, Yoakum. Yeah, buddy. All right. Welcome, everybody. Like I said before, to another episode of the Reformed Anime Hub podcast. Well, today we're going to be talking about how we got converted to anime and why we like it. L- let me just check. Everybody likes it, right? No, anime okay. is trash. Ooh. What's anime? Ooh. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. This is a reformed anime hub. We're already starting off with mutiny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I totally love anime. Yeah. Okay. So we will be talking about that. But before we get into that, I'm going to go ahead and start off the slab content. All right. So check this out, guys. Uh, a couple of years ago, this anime, Megalo Box, came out. And I put it on the shelf, wasn't really interested, but I think I saw a post on uh, maybe there's going to be a second season, I'm not sure. This anime is like, I don't know, two years old, maybe one one year, and, uh, and it's about boxing. Uh, I guess it's, uh, has anybody seen it? No? Uh, it's, I guess, nope. I guess it's post-apocalyptic, because everything looks like garbage but yet they have like technology uh like uh, all the boxers have this gear like on their shoulders and their arms that they use in a boxing ring and they box each other and they fight and uh one of the characters uh i think his name's uh joe 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 the boxer he he's kind of poor but he's like a really good fighter uh and he decides to go ahead and fight without his gear against these guys because he's that good whoa yeah exactly uh and he it kind of it kind of reminds me a, a lot of uh rocky the movie but i get a lot of vibes from uh cowboy bebop your favorite davy b and the style of the anime it's like his his joe's hair and it, it's like trigun too it's kind of grimy and so it has and it's a new anime so I think it's purposely done that way. Uh, it it doesn't waste any time. It's fast paced and very very digestible. It, it digests really quick. Nice. It's really good. So yeah, that's that's gonna be what my slab content is right there. Uh, Megalo box. Very nice. All right, Protestant last for Christ. What's on the slab for you? What's on the slab for me is Samurai Champloo. This anime is about a girl who gets these two samurais to come with her on a journey to find the samurai who smells sunflowers or something sunflower That's what I'm talking about. And uh, <laughs> it's really Wait, interesting. Hold on, hold on. How far are you into it if you don't know what the sunflower relation is? <laughs> I finished it. It's been a while though. Okay. I No, okay. I'm just not going to give spoilers. Oh, okay. But I finished it. All right. This is a no-spoiling no zone. Yes. All of them have a different personality. There's one samurai who, and it takes place in the Edo area, era, I believe. And the anime has a little bit of anachronism in it. So it's in the Edo era, but there's hip-hop music and people beatboxing. 
Uh, and breakdancing. One of the samurai, his fighting style is like disco dancing, while the other one is uh, very proper, traditional. And the girl, we don't really know what her deal is until the end. It's a really good anime. I think it is made by the same studio as Cowboy Bebop. Davy's favorite? Yes. <laughs> and, it, it is. Yeah. Same studio, not my favorite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's pretty good. All right. Thank you very much. And you can find it on Hulu. All right. Uh, Yoakum, you're up, dude. What What's on the slab for you? Yeah. So I'm going to cheat a little bit with this week's slab because it's technically not an anime, but it's based off of an anime. So I'm sticking to my guns on this one. And it is the live action assassination classroom movie. I didn't know they made one of those. A lot of people didn't. And when I saw the trailer, I immediately thought like, this is going to be awful. Oh, this is going to be terrible. It's going to be so cringy. And so I watched it and I loved it. It was so good. It was so true to the source material. They left out for the sake of story progression was totally fine. My only issue with the movie is it doesn't cover all of the anime. And so it only covers half of it. And there's a sequel, but you can't find the sequel anywhere. Like, I even had a coworker like, check on some of those sketch, those, like, sketchy anime sites that people tend to go to and still couldn't find it. Maybe Jimmy Hoffa's hanging out with it. What? No, nothing. <laughs> Could go on. Yeah, anyway, so yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing I thought was really creative. Um, so in Assassination Classroom, for those who have seen it, there is the, you know, the vacation kind of story where they all go on vacation and then disaster strikes and stuff happens and um well anywho so instead of going through the hassle of doing that in the movie they decided just to make it like a summer camp at the school so i thought that was really creative um and then they started blending some of the stories together so they started blending some of the story uh, like different parts of the story together i didn't so much have an issue with it but my coworker did but nonetheless the movie i mean i I love the anime as it is. I mean, I gave the I gave the anime ten dope stars out of ten. Um, I would say for the live action movie, I'd probably give it a solid eight dope stars out of ten. Thank you for coming to my TED talk. <laughs> That's Sierra. What's on the slab for you? Uh, same as always, Naruto. At this point, um, eventually, at some point in my lifetime, I will finish the show. But I am finishing up this certain section. So all these people who say there's such thing as filler. I will be joining back in the normal storyline, if you will, and headed for, uh, I think, some war stuff. But it's been really interesting what I have been watching, and it's been fun kind of getting back into it. Um, maybe by summer I can finally finish it. I always recommend it because Naruto's story is just amazing, and there's just so many really relatable things for me that I think I will forever be watching this show because I'll just be rewatching it. Dark Sierra, I have two questions for you. Go. If you were to rate it with dope stars, how many dope stars would you give it? A hundred dope stars out of ten. And Whoa! It's still my favorite. <laughs> it yo comes back. Um <laughs> and <laughs> I'm back <laughs> and uh how how much of it have you seen? What's like are you in the middle of I'm... it or what? I'm exactly halfway through. Okay. Wow. So out of 500, I mean, it's 500 episodes. So I've made it through 250 because you can't find it dubbed anywhere. So you have to watch it subbed. Hey, hey, Sierra. Really? Yes. Can you believe it? I believe it. Yes, I will believe it. I actually said that to one of my kids the other day. Uh, they were complaining about something and I said, you know, if you just believe hard enough like I do, I'm going to be Hokage one day. And they looked at me and they're like, what are you talking about? I was like, if you could, uh, you know, learn to read some subtitles, you could watch this anime with me. But that's why it's taking me so long is because I've got kids and I work. So Believe in the heart of the cards, Sierra. If you've only gone halfway through it, it could only disappoint from here on out. Uh, No, apparently I heard after the pain arc, it only gets better. And I'm kind of skeptical because the pain arc was so good. And just my favorite arc out of every anime I've ever watched that I don't know how it can get better because that was so good. It was so, so dope. Was it 
painful. Yeah, no, actually, it was. I mean, I did cry, and I don't cry, so that's a you lot. don't. I no. don't believe you. Davy B, what's on the slab? Not a thing I do. Well, I have a few things to say about this. First of all, um, big girls don't cry. Second of all, um, <laughs> Lily, I'm highly offended that you quoted the English wannabe translation of Date Veo. It was a joke. <laughs> it was <laughs> and, a joke. <laughs> Darth, I know exactly what you mean by when you say it's so relatable because I know what it feels like to have a nine-tailed demon fox in me, so, you know, it's so relatable. I literally have nine different people in my head, so it's pretty true for me. Uh, Davey, yeah. I, I, I remember a while back, uh, you and my son, Tail, had a, a filler verse uh, no filler debate. I don't know if you remember that. Is it, is it about Naruto specifically? Ooh, do tell. I think you mean Naruto. <laughs> Naruto. I mean, I, somebody, uh, the, the woman who served me my boba tea that was named after Sakura today, she said, uh, I don't even remember how she said it, but it was so wrong that I felt my body cringe and I was like, how? How did you? I literally said it to you and said, Sakura, I have heard Naruto yell that so many times that I know how to say it right. Sakura! Weeaboos. Sasuke! Okay, cool. Sakura. I think you mean Inuyasha! <laughs> <laughs> um, David yes. Benjamin, what's on your slab? So, uh, currently... On my slab is Karuko's Basketball, which is a show about basketball and Karuko. Basketball! <laughs> wow, That's... that was like so, so, such a good synopsis that I'm going to go watch it right now. Dude, no, man, that's boring. <laughs> By your description, you left nothing to the imagination. Like, Pretty much. I, like, I don't even know what either of those words mean, so... <laughs> Basically, if you like Haikyuu, I definitely recommend watching this because it's basically a, sh- a sports shonen anime, but about basketball instead of volleyball. Um, sports ball! But it's a little bit more grounded because the main character is... like In Haikyuu, it's almost like, if you've seen that at all, um, the main characters are kind of like... Not necessarily super powered, but they're obviously like elite players. And um, so they have this like weird advantage. And then in... Kuriko's basketball, the main character specifically, he has like an almost special ability, but the special ability is literally that he has no ability. So um, it's just like a very interesting, like different take on the whole situation of that. Like that's what makes him so great is that um, because he's so ordinary, people don't even pay attention to him in the game, even in the sport. So yeah, it's a very interesting um, take on that whole kind of shonen sports anime. And I used to play basketball. Well, I've played basketball my entire life. And so I really appreciate a lot of the things because I'm only seven episodes in. And they kind of go through like a lot of the basic fundamentals of like how you have to breathe, right? How people maintain running for an hour at a time <laughs> up and down a court having to shoot, steal, you know, all this other stuff. And so there's a lot of, like, this explanation that goes into also what's happening because they're training and they're having to, you know, get prepared for tournaments and things of that nature, so. Well, all right, for all those anime sport fans, there's one for you. All right, guys, I was... that that'll be it for our Slab content. Uh, it's a while back, I don't know, maybe about four or five episodes ago, uh, Yoakum was talking to me. He was like, Ramon, it would be a great idea if we did an episode where the people got to know us a little more. And um, I was like, yeah, that sounds like a really good idea. And, whoa, I just, what was that? That's, that's scary. What was that? It's a dog. Sorry. No, his uh, car driving by. Oh, okay. Wow. Where do you live? <laughs> Clearly in the street. I, I live in a very private area. <laughs> yeah. He's under the bridge with his laptop. Clearly, I mean that's how that's how intense that car was. Yeah. You didn't drive through your living room. <laughs> oh, that was a car. I thought that was Ramon's bowel. <laughs> this is a great way to get to know each other. Yes, Ramon's bowel movements and how often he goes to the bathroom. And once he goes in there, he's there for like an hour. Rip one for the listeners. Oh, rat it out. Uh, all right, so let me get back to what I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted by that car by your bowels by my bowels 
Uh, should I put some bow sound effects? No, no, not good. No. Edit some of <laughs> we are a classy show, okay? This is the reformed anime hub. You know, I want my friends to listen to this. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hold on. Usually it would be like, my parents listen to this, but that's kind of ironic for you to say. <laughs> so I was like, yo, Yoakum, that's a good idea. And he was like, yeah, man, we need to do that. So we decided to do that. I didn't say that. Oh, you didn't? That would be dope. No, I said, yeah, buddy. <laughs> he said, yeah, buddy. That would be so dope. But first, we've got to catch some waves, brah. I'm like, okay, let's go. And then five episodes <laughs> later, here we are, and we're going to do it. But we're... Was that a lazy California joke? That was pretty lazy. I mean, lazy I, I really hysterical, so... <laughs> okay and like ramon like when do i ever like talk like that dude like that just doesn't sound like me like, like ever brah like dude come on man i know you when with mike is off okay uh, full metal ah uh, sad yeah just take the 15 south and when you hit the 25 go north Full Metal. Yeah. How did you get into anime? Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. So, so yeah. So He didn't. Anime got into him. So this is a way for you, the audience, to kind of get to know us a little more uh, in a personal way. Because usually you just hear us talking about ourselves and what we like and what we don't like. But now you get to hear about our 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 backstory if about you will. our problems so this is my anime backstory uh, as to how i came to uh enjoy anime and not turn it into animatology an, uh, <laughs> and and not turn it into an idol okay so uh it's with me it started in high school back when uh there was no such thing as anime there was only such thing as japanimation and i started watching fist of no star and a few others and and these were available to me on a you know dirty vhs cassette thing player it, that's all we had and i don't know it, it was bootlegged into the united states i don't know but it was handed to me by a friend and and i loved it and then after that i kind of didn't do the the anime anymore uh until a couple years uh my my family my son my two sons they went to california with uh, some the church group and uh they came back not more sanctified but with uh interest in anime <laughs> a strong interest in anime especially attack on titans and so they were telling me about it i'm like ah, I've, I've done the japan animation they're like japan animation it's anime I'm like okay I, i've done the anime but they, they we watched attack on titans and it opened everything up and then that's where the group came from soon after that and the podcast soon after that because i watched that and then i watched death note right after that and oh and it just it was so good it's so good it was like augustus in willy wonka and the chocolate factory he just had to drink all that chocolate until you know? he fell into until you, fe fell into you fell into the anime yeah fell into it and i was like you big weeb <laughs> <laughs> so that's how i personally got into back into the anime uh thanks to my sons uh, but originally it was like a vhs tape that somebody <laughs> handed to me at school i think uh <laughs> so okay uh darth sierra how did you get into anime and start liking it and everything and maybe what was your first one she didn't anime got into her i'm sorry what did you say Yoakum? i said she didn't get into anime anime got into her Cool. See, I, it, it cut out and I still couldn't hear you, so it obviously wasn't important. Um, anyway, <laughs> much love. Anyway, um, I was a freshman in college, so... So, David, how did you get into anime? <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. Oh, wow. Singer. Okay, her. It's okay if I cut her. out because my audacity is still picking it up. <laughs> I got you. I got you. It's fine. I was a freshman in college, so 11 years ago. I remember have always being interested in that style of art because I saw it as an art form and I didn't really know specifically that it was called anime and that it was just a Japanese thing. You know, I remember being on Netflix and I had never been allowed to control what was being watched. My uh, adoptive mom and my sister thought everything I liked was weird, which they were is right. fitting because I'm a weird person. Um, ask my kid. They will say that is the number one thing they know about me. Anyway, um, I was on Netflix and Leech popped up. And I remember just thinking, I don't 
know what this is, but it looks interesting. And I clicked it. And next thing I know, I had watched like 35 episodes and was like, I'm confused on what day it is. Um, so I started watching that. And then uh, one of the guys that I dated in college, he was like, well, if you like this, you will like Death Note. And then he was like, you need to watch Full Metal Alchemist. And after that, I literally don't think I spent watching TV much at all of anything. Um, and I focused strictly on anime for a while. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so how I got into the animes was, well, my mom is a Miyazaki fan, so I always remembered watching the movies, but I didn't really know it was anime. <laughs> and um, then same trip when my brothers came back from that church trip thing, they started watching anime and I was always in the room and I'd watch it whenever they were watching it. So basically you were born born into anime. You were molded by it. Yes. Shaped by it. Consumed! <laughs> by the all-consuming fire of anime. It's interesting. I really like art. Before I decided that I wanted to be a midwife, I had to be convinced not to be a professional artist. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> I really liked the art of it, and I love good storytelling. That's what anime is most of the time, unless it's shonen. <laughs> and me and dad, as a way of bonding, decided to watch animes together, so... I recommended Full Metal Alchemist. That was the first one for that us. That was the first one for us because I had watched some a lot of it by myself. No, it was the first Full Metal Alchemist that came out. I was watching it, and then I recommended it to Dad, and by accident we started watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood together. <laughs> and never looked back. Never looked back, and then from there it was Monster and Trigon, Trigon. and a slew of others. And, yeah, exactly. So. That's how I got into anime. That was such a wholesome story. <laughs> Yoko, you're up, buddy. Yoko, I want to go last. Dude, like, how did you get into, like, surfing and anime, oh. bruh? So, Yoko, what's up? What's anime? Um, I don't know. Gosh. For some reason, we keep getting a, a podcast about it. I, <laughs> I have no idea, Yoko. I don't know why yeah. I keep getting brought on to this thing. <laughs> um, so my anime story started back in a middle school far, far away. I was in, I want to say the seventh grade. So I was like 13 around this time. And I was already into like nerd stuff like Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon and playing video games. You know, yeah, I watched um, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon, but I didn't really know of it as anime per se um and it wasn't until i had uh met a friend who he was into that stuff so we naturally would talk about that then i made another friend who was a girl that i had like a huge crush on and she was into anime and she introduced me to Naruto and fast forward she became one of my best friends in middle school and so Naruto was really my first like step into anime and when I had asked the friend from before it turned out like he was already into anime and so we would watch um he showed me Bleach and we would you know this was before it was so easy to watch anime and so my only options for watching it was like I watched Death Note on YouTube in chunks like they would be like three separate videos and there was always that struggle of I'd find you know episode four one out of three and then the next video suggested was episode four three out of three and I'm like where's number two where's number two <laughs> and I could never find number two Two, insert poop joke here and so <laughs> the other option that we had for watching anime was like on you know with our cable company you know on on demand there was an anime channel you know but that was not super reliable and consistent because they would drop something after you know the fifth episode and so it just kept going on and getting worse as i got older and uh i would say my starting animes were naruto and uh death note uh for sure pretty fun oh i used to go to the library on tuesdays also around that time because the librarian there had an anime club and he called it Japanimation, which I thought was really <laughs> funny. And so we'd go there and watch animes and there were some kids in there that would play Yu-Gi-Oh as well. So we'd play Yu-Gi-Oh and watch anime on Tuesdays. It was really fun. And I think my mom enjoyed it too because it got me out of the house for a couple more hours after school. <laughs> uh, when I first got into the animes, 
I was actually in an anime club at the library for a little while. It was called Team Animu Corps. Oh, <laughs> nice. So, so Yokum. Shout out to all those library anime clubs. <laughs> yeah. No, they were nerds. They were real weebs. Yeah. And I went to my first convention when I was 17. And that I went to Anime Expo at 17 years old. And let me tell you, it was a life-changing experience. I did not realize how capable of nerdiness I was at that age. All right, so, Davey B, uh, do you actually like anime? That's the question you put, like, in order to get in our group. So, do you actually like anime? And how did you come to love it? Well, the ironic thing about all those questions is that they weren't there until I got into the group, so <laughs> there was no there was no like you know process to even dictate who was in or out. But that being yeah, said, <laughs> good old Ramon. Um, oh, we come a long said, way. Without you, my friend, I'll tell you all about you when I see you again. When I see you again. That I needed to learn how to sing to be on the show. <laughs> I have a lot of things. You just need to that try I your best. <laughs> Darcyra, you could just rap. You could just rap if you like. No, this we're not no. doing the Japan yeah. sings again. I'm, I'm yeah, sorry. Japan sings 2020. 2020. 2020. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm in, I'm incapable of coming up with raps. <laughs> All right. Mm. Uh, well, the cool thing about a podcast is that you can just clunkily come up with different lines and then right. we just do some editing magic and you yes. get a sick beat yo yes oh, that's cool. right you can, you can just take out every other like word and just make it a bunch of garbage <laughs> yeah you can hey like it. hey hey uh like this is off the cuff here if you want to or maybe next episode but yokum i know you can rap davy b i know you can rap you want to do a rap battle right now i can't rap I'm kind of okay, offended right. because we we literally used to have our own raw anime intro rap that I did. So all y'all nubs over yeah. here. All okay. the secrets are coming out. Raw raw like a dungeon dragon. Oh wow! Oh. See, even Lily remembers. <laughs> I I'm regretting bringing you back on. <laughs> You're making me feel bad. Yeah, but I remember that that rap you had going at the beginning. I remember that. And yeah, we uh, talk about yeah, the anyways, when we talk about the canon. Yes, raw, raw, like a dungeon dragon. <laughs> <laughs> this is also off the cuff. Did you know that according to Ramon, the canon of scripture is still open? <laughs> oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesse, how I love him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That'll be for Radio Free Westminster next week. Hey, now you're talking. That's right. We can talk about why you're a heretic. Oh, man. Uh, let's get back on the rails of the train. Let's get back hey, on the rails of the that, train. I don't know what that off-the-cuff Presbyterian church you go to is, but my church tells me the canon is closed. Oh, Always getting so personal. Yeah, but why do you speak in tongues at church anyway? Anyways, anyways, uh, David don't. B, go. <laughs> go, V, go, V, go, V. That's sad. Ramon's church handles snakes. David, go ahead. <laughs> Um, Dang, Christian yes. science, <laughs> and they have grape juice for communion. Oh, so. why not? Why not grape soda? So, David, how did you come to love anime? Learn exactly. How were you converted to animatology? <laughs> Scientology. Scientology. Wow. Hey, we need to put Yokum on mute. He's he's off the rails. <laughs> Going off the rails on this crazy train. Crazy train. All right, <laughs> David. Um, let's see. I I was simply born in it, uh, consumed by it, shaped by it, molded. <laughs> you simply adopted the doctus. <laughs> um. Molded by it. <laughs> it made you who you are today. By the all-consuming fire. I'm definitely watching the Snyder Cut. Definitely watching the Snyder Cut. Definitely watching the Snyder Cut. Uh, Reckles are for the end of the show, Ramon. Right? Um, <laughs> oh, oh, okay, sorry. All right, go ahead. That being said, uh, yes, I was very fortunate to be able to have been exposed to anime at a very young age. The, just the child, like, tender childlike age of, like, eight. Um, it was back before, like, again, anime was never mainstream or popular, and uh, the first show that I ever saw was Dragon Ball Z. Um, 
on, I guess it was called different things in different states and different locations, but I think it ultimately got titled Four Kids TV or something like that. So Dragon Ball Z was my first anime that I ever saw, and what really attracted me to it was obviously all the dudes constipated yelling, um, you know, for like multiple episodes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Fist, Like Ramon's bowel. <laughs> That's Fist of the North Star right there. <laughs> yep, you were dead before you even knew it. Uh, <laughs> 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 I need an adult, but, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> constipation and bowel movements. That's going to be the title. Like you think it's weird when I go talk about midwifery and then you do this on the podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that, that's not fair. <laughs> well, to be a fact, back to Dragon Ball Z minus the constipated yes. screams from Sean Chamel, who I think is legitimately one of the, the best English dub voice actors because he truly captures Goku's like character very well and still does today, minus the fact that Dragon Ball Super has stupid cuss words in it for no reason. But anyways, what really attracted me to anime and specifically Dragon Ball Z at the time was the fact that there was a narrative story that was going on and it wasn't just, oh, I'm watching this episode of a random cartoon show. Like Animaniacs, you know, was another show that I used to watch at that age. And like, again, that's, while that show is fun, it was American animation and cartoons are very different than anime um, in regards to the fact that most, almost all anime is like story-driven, heavy narrative focus. And um, that's really what got me into anime. And so back when I was a kid, the whole like Napster Kaza LimeWire scene was still, you know, fully around and there wasn't yeah. as many like, you know, there wasn't legal legislation around it. And so um, that's kind of how I was fortunate to be able to like get a hold of a lot of anime is that even like with Fullmetal Alchemist, that was how I got all of Fullmetal Alchemist and how I watched it the first time as well was being able to download it. So now I have bought it like four times since then, and I have it right now on Blu-ray, but but yeah. Oh, the good old days of LimeWire when you had to give your computer an STD for wanting that new song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back uh, with, uh, and now for something completely different. And now for something completely different. So this one atom says to the other atom, I heard you got another electron. Are you positive? You know what they say, don't trust atoms, because they make up everything. You know what time it is? No. What time what is time it? What time is it? And Adventure now time. for something completely oh, different. Okay, so <laughs> this is what's different with me, man. So this last week, first of all, got the, got a praise report. We finally, after eight plus years, have a pastor here in Las Vegas for our denomination, which is the RPCNA. Yeah, 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 and that's awesome. Yeah, and I got a chance to experience uh, the final exam of the man who's going to become our pastor, and it was fascinating. It was fascinating to see the church government acting the the way that it did. So, Shaney was there. And he passed his exam. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Shaney is, he's he's an admin in the Facebook group. Uh, so he's he's also in my denomination. Uh, we began the process of instituting something that's really really cool. Uh, Reverend Mike Myers from Phoenix he pushed really hard that we institute a way to protect people from um, sexual harassment or sexual abuse hmm. uh, in our church. It's like it so going to be a, an official protocol for all of that and i'm thinking this is fantastic and i can't believe this didn't happen in the past but thank you lord for uh, reverend chris Meyer for pushing that through uh other things happened there was this issue there's a church in canada that they're 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 like oh, a plant canada. <laughs> and, so, and, and sorry, so 
in, in any case, it has to do with their plant church and and they're everybody's giving to the church and um, they haven't really established like a treasury or something like that yet. So they talked about that. I I know this probably sounds boring to everybody, but this this stuff like I live for this stuff. I I watch the whole two days worth of it. It's like six hours each. <laughs> yeah. So. That was our presbytery. That's the Pacific Coast Presbytery. I was so excited about getting the pastor that I, for the longest time, I've always had the same profile picture on Facebook that I changed it to the Pacific Coast Presbytery. Yeah. So I was so excited that we finally yeah. have a pastor. So a uh, quick little side story that I think is interesting. The man who is going to be our pastor a while back, I think like a year ago, uh, this man came by just to fill in our pulpit and he came over to our house and no one was really talking about him becoming our pastor but i prayed i asked god can this man be our pastor not a lot just once and he's gonna be our pastor he's gonna be our pastor <laughs> and he loves the lord and he's so good with people he's not one of those like reformed people doctrine 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 but he actually cares and loves people but he does have the doctrine 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 underneath that's my and now for something completely different all right What's completely different for the last is um, influencing children. Okay. To do drugs. <laughs> Let me rephrase Give it that. Far. <laughs> Give it far. All right. What's on the last's slab? Uh, it's not this... your slab. It's something completely different. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> what's completely different for the last is about winning the hearts of children. And what I mean by that is investing in children here's an example uh we have a neighbor and he has a daughter and sometimes she comes over uh she isn't a christian and doesn't have any christian influence so when i look at her i think this little girl needs to know god i am gonna treat her just as i would treat my little sister i will love her i will be a real friend to her and make sure she trusts me so that i can help her out in life so that she could learn about God. Yeah, and I think you've mentioned to me that you're willing to help her with her school because she's yeah. not doing too good in school. What, whatever she needs. And like at church, there's a lot of little kids there. I want to be invested in their lives. I want them to grow up and say, the adults in the church loved us. They cared about us. Yeah, that, that's that's very different from anime. <laughs> All right, Yoko, you're I'll, up. And then I'll show them all the anime. <laughs> yes, sneak in the anime once you get their their trust. Yes. <laughs> Yoko, what's up? Yeah, something completely different for me. Uh, I'm going to be in a wedding this weekend, and I'm pretty excited for that. Is it yours? So my no. Um, <laughs> one of my best friends. Our friendship has always had this crazy dynamic because we met through another common friend, and pretty quickly, him and I started hanging out more. Like I got him a job at where I worked. He doesn't work there anymore. And early on in our friendship. I kind of made the joke to him. I said, you know, how funny would it be if you and I became closer friends than I am with Johnny? And very quickly that became the case. And uh, long story short, Johnny ended up moving to another state. And I don't even talk to the guy anymore. And yet this guy is one of my best friends. And he asked me to be a groomsman in his wedding. That's cool. And nice. It's it's been quite the honor. So on Thursday we've got like a little like party for him. We're kind of weird about using the term bachelor party, but pretty much it's just gonna be all of the groomsmen, the best man, and him. We're just gonna go to dinner and have a good time. I'm really excited for that. And on Saturday is the the big day for him. Oh man, that's so cool. So excited. Yeah, it, it has been really cool, you know, because him and I have been friends for, I want to say, about five years. And so, like, we've gone through so much in those five years together. And we've prayed together. We've read scripture together. You know, one when we first started hanging out, one of our favorite things to do was uh, meet up at a park, this little, like, local park, and we would smoke cigars and talk about theology. Oh, cool. And just, like, differing concepts and such. You know, I'm, I'm really, you know, it, it's so common to be like, oh, it's an honor to be in your wedding party. And, like, I've been in a wedding party before, and it, it felt cool, but it didn't feel like an honor. You know, I wasn't as yeah. close 
close with i wasn't as close with the guy and so like for for this guy to ask me to be in his wedding like it i can honestly say it feels like an honor to be in his groom's party thanks for coming to my ted talk (laughs) (laughs) that's really amazing it it is and i'm so glad that he uh for the groomsman he decided on full suit um i was a little nervous about that i wasn't sure if he was going to do like the tucked in shirt with suspenders only type of thing because i've got you know i'm fat so i I need a jacket (laughs) are you i um (laughs) most people tell me no but when i look down like yeah sometimes i can't see my feet so uh, <laughs> that just means you have to lean forward a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I have... Davey B with a life hack. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> now, mo- most people tell me I'm not, but I feel like I am. So wearing that jacket is g- actually going to be a little bit more like comforting for me. Because then I can easily right like I can easily hide it. Right on, right on, right on. Oh, right, right you know on, what? Right on, right. You can also eat more wedding cake, too, because of it. Yeet. Yeet. <laughs> so I'm tired of that and word. and I'm gonna cheat the system and just say uh, I got a new grooming apron. It's this like dope leather apron with tons of pockets for stuff. Dang! And I love it because I've changed my look for grooming, and so I've been wearing like nice button ups and flannels to work instead of just a black t shirt and a crappy grooming smock. And <laughs> I've been really happy about that. So. I thought of you when I took Fiona to get groomed for the first time, and I was like, oh, I wish Yoko was here to, to groom Fiona. Oh, that would be amazing. She had such a wonderful time, and she you could tell she felt so good when she pranced out of that place. Like, she was oh, so happy. Awesome. Darth Sierra, what's your TED Talk? Yes, my TED Talk is a lot of things, <laughs> but today it's all about... That's my um, joke. <laughs> Today, I stole it. All, all about the fact that I started a new job. Um, it's been a really hard year since I lost my job and I couldn't get back into management or anything because our industry is hurting so bad. Uh, we're still only at like 50% capacity. Um, I think it got like pushed to 60%, but that doesn't really do anything. You know, for a lot of places, you get one more table because everything still has to be socially distant and for good reasons. But it's been very difficult for uh, restaurants to want to hire managers because they're worried about a shutdown or that there's really no light at the end of the tunnel. Um, And the vaccine has definitely brought a lot of relief for a lot of people. And so they're, you know, we're hoping by summer we can be back to full capacity again. But with all that said, it took this long for me to finally get back into management. Um, I'm actually managing something that I've never done before because I'm going to be at a country club. So I have to be around a lot of very entitled people. Um, And it's going to be um, a very different clientele than I'm used to. I'm going to be managing the pool and the bar and the uh, snack center um, as well. So I'll still have that food and beverage aspect of what I know but I now am going to be in charge of an entire staff of lifeguards. And that is something wow. I know nothing about. Did, did, <laughs> so did you say I a, a in, bar? Uh, yes. Ooh. Okay. Um, Go ahead. Because the country club people uh, like to drink. And there's also <laughs> a gentleman's club there. Um, oh, no. So that was weird getting to see. Yeah. Anyway, today I walked in to just talk about what my schedule is going to look like, thinking I had a little bit more time to quit my other jobs because I currently have three jobs. Um, And I was shocked to where they're like, and so this weekend we have all these things and we need you here so you can start learning this. And I want you to do this, this and this. And can you make sure that you contact these two previous lifeguards today? And start trying to find out, you know, all this. And I was like sitting there and like, oh, wow, I just walked in to do paperwork and we're already starting. Hello. <laughs> nice to meet wow. you guys. <laughs> so it, it's interesting because we have less a little under five weeks to prepare for the pool being open, the whole outside being busy. Um, so it seems like a lot of time, but it's really not. So it's going to be really cool. Um, it's kind of a trial run. I work this season and if they like me, they have this position position open for a full-time full year position so I really have to make sure that I'm doing all the things that I need to be doing um to you know stay and I on I know that I can do all of this I just was waiting for this opportunity so it was too good to pass up 
Praise God. I'm really sad <laughs> that I have to quit yeah. a couple of my other jobs, but I'm also Do it. looking forward to the fact that I'm finally going to be able to just work one job. That's awesome. Yes. And that's very different. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've been tracking everything with your employment. Oh, I see what it, you did there. <laughs> <laughs> uh so that's that's awesome that's really really cool praise the lord and to be foul uh, to be foul oh to be foul b what's different for you brother to be fair no he's continuing to be fair to be fair okay you understand to be fair Oh, Zoraya's here. Yes. The one and only. Zoraya's. Huh? The one and only. You don't understand me? Oh, uh, oh no. Hey. When you're talking like that, you're making... I, I'm sorry. The Indian father and his daughter on TikTok, they are my favorite TikTok channel to follow because of all the ridiculousness these two do. And I, I, I haven't seen it. dad to be my dad. <laughs> my mind just... So she'll sit down to play songs like songs on the piano or whatever and her dad will start listening to the lyrics from today's like music culture and he's like starts picking it apart and making fun of it and it just blew up on tiktok and they are so adorable and so cute together it's so great i just wish i had a dad like that send me the link that's crazy because my mind went to the simpsons <laughs> oh 7-eleven no it's quickie thank you come again oh it's cooking <laughs> <laughs> You know, he can't be on there anymore because apparently, you know, it's uh Yes. It's a uh, racist. Apparently, I don't know. Yes. I just said it, but okay. Everything's racist. No, yes. I know you said it, but I'm just, it's man. Oh my. Oh my. Yes. Brother Zoras, what's different for you? What's different? I don't want to know what's different. I want to know what's completely different. <laughs> and now for something completely different. Um, I think this has been talked about before on this show, but I want to talk about it again because I think it is truly instrumental in every person's life, and I think it's even more important for anyone who claims to be a follower of Christ. Not this person I'm going to talk about, but the ideas that this person talks about, which is Dave Ramsey and financial peace. Cult! <laughs> cult, yes. <laughs> It's a cult. <laughs> Go on. That was my TED Talk. That was something different. <laughs> um, All no. right, then. So, no, let me, let me expand. I, I think that specifically in the Western world, um, we have learned to not have patience and wait and save for things because we have such an extraordinary banking system that allows us to take loans and get things more expediently. And the reason why I say the Western world is because being from Pakistan myself and having been there just recently um, and my whole family's from there and I've visited multiple times and so my I have that other third world perspective culture that I'm also bringing to the table with it but in those parts of the world they don't really have you know there's no such thing as like really there is now but specifically when my parents were growing up living there there was no such thing as like a loan per se right people didn't go and get loans for things because there was no banking system that was like legit or authentic there was banks that would be corrupt and would steal your money and things of that nature and similar with you know even with american history like the banking system took a long time before it was established and able to be implemented correctly here but anyways all i have to say is that we live in a culture and society that basically from a very very young age encourages and teaches people to live in debt um and to just take loans yeah. for any and everything and um yeah. like <laughs> we we have this thing and one of the best parts about <laughs> that i've learned from dave ramsey and and his program and things of that nature is that like there's this idea of the credit score and how we want to like maintain this good credit score um but no one really asks like why or like what is the credit score even for and literally the way that he and this is this is like the the common sense version of it but literally the credit score is just a number that helps you get into more debt like yeah. that's all it, it, it literally is like oh you have this high of a credit score now we can approve you for a loan of this much amount and then you can continue that's paying true. us interest for the rest of your life on this much amount instead of instead of only being approved for a $200 credit card at Macy's or whatever you know whatever the situation is we we live in this society that basically again teaches that oh well if you want to be rich you have to go to school and you have to get a uh, you have to get a degree and then you have to take student loans to go do that oh and if you want to buy a car you don't want to buy a used one it will have problems every 6 months 
you have to go take a loans to go buy a car and oh you want to retire okay well then basically you have to you know the true retirement life is being able to have an rv and then you know we again it's a lot of this cycle that from birth uh, in our culture and society is like taught that that is what she should strive for is again having good credit being and then having all these other things that comes with good credit right having a huge house having nice cars having great clothes having an education quote unquote um that's what makes you whole in the society and so um brings a whole new definition to the debt snowball am i right (laughs) exactly right (laughs) right right and so uh, i mean <laughs> uh, one day I, I will probably preach about I, I will most definitely we should be preaching about money within the church because again why Amen. why added that cav- caveat is that again we live in America we live in a Western culture and society and if the church is not speaking on something the world is and the world is going to tell you whatever it wants to tell you and we know who the ruler right. of this world is and so specifically right. with money um, you have to <laughs> it is instrumental for to be taught from the church I believe so but. I always thought, like, I had this mentality of, like, well, it's bad to strive for money or it's bad to, like, to concentrate on money because there's a, you know, there's a verse in scripture that often gets taken out of context and I think can be misapplied, but it's the love of money is the roots of all kinds of evil. And that is definitely true, which is why we as Christians have to guard our hearts from falling in love or loving money, you know, separately. Um, Yeah. Yeah. But the, re- right. the reality is, is that with that mentality and that with, with poor understanding of what that verse is saying is that what you have is a lot of good people um, who then think that money is evil or to, to strive for money is evil. But if you take that to the nth degree, what you're actually saying by thinking that way is that only bad people can have all the money. And yeah. what that means practically is that the only things that are ever going to get accomplished are are done by bad people with money because as someone who doesn't have money you can't start a business you can't help your family or friends out you can't really give to charity you can't i mean you think of the entire establishment of our country if you think of you know things like a hospital for instance if i'm a christian and i want to help people who are sick that does require some sort of money right and so if only evil people have money those evil people don't care about other people. Why would they Why would they want to fund a hospital, right? So anyways, yeah. that's something that's in his book is that as Christians specifically, we need to realize that money is not only for evil people because if you think that way, that means that only evil people will have all the money. This is my personal opinion. I think a lot of the problems that, that's going on with our culture right now is God's judgment because those people who do have a lot of money, they're crony capitalists and they don't do anything to help people out with it. Because, you know, part of, uh, I think even Dave Ramsey says, if you have money, you need to give some to somebody or something mm-hmm. and it's like you're obligated to do so and if you don't that's like wh- what are you who you know if you have excess amount of money you gotta give i forget the exact verse but we read it during family worship where it says something to the effect of don't hoard things then right. it's gonna go to spoil mm-hmm. right i think that right. applies with money right yeah and it's better to give than to receive but yeah, definitely. If you, I, I pray, I pray that I would be financially stable. That means I'm praying that I have money, <laughs> you know, so I can survive and take care of my family. That's 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 a great. And now for something completely different. Uh, were, were you done with that one? Or you got more? Um, I mean, I could go on and on, but I think that the main two things that people need to take away from it. And again, I am not a. I don't consider myself to be a cultist, and I was very, very much like I didn't care about Dave Ramsey's teachings or plans. And um, it wasn't until something major happened in my life where I was like, "Oh no, what do I do now?" Right? I, I can't afford this situation, and I I, I already have student loans and all this other situ- you know all this other stuff was going on with my life. And I was like, "Well, how am I how how am I going to get out of this situation? Right? How can I possibly change what's happening within my life?" And that's kind of what kickstarted me on it. But the two main points I think to really take into consideration is that the first one is that you need to like be completely, I'm going to say the word hateful, but hateful towards the idea and concept of debt. That if you are even okay with accepting it to to some degree, to a 1% degree, it's only going to cause you to essentially lead to more. Well, I will say to kind of push you on that, I completely agree as I also have learned a lot from Dave Ramsey, but uh, to be fair, he does. To be fair. Is, uh, to be fair, he is okay with a mortgage. So, like, I get what you're saying about any type of debt for sure, but I do want to not so much play devil's advocate or like, but like to give a 
you know, uh, a different perspective. He is okay with a mortgage payment. Which is like the biggest amount of debt you're ever, like, besides student loans. Yeah. Uh, but you get to live in that debt, which is nice. It's, oh, it's a nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sounds terrible. Or, I guess. <laughs> oh, well, I was going to say that it, in Scripture, uh, in the Levitical laws and stuff like that, there is an allowance for debt. But it's only for a time being. It's not a lifestyle. Well, right. And also they had the year of Jubilee as well. Right. 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 I think that's also something to consider. And that's like our, our modern day bankruptcy. But the thing about student loans is bankruptcy does not cover student loans. It's just I don't right. get that. Do you know what I find kind of ironic? Okay. So nowadays the way our bank system is set up, it's easy for people to get in debt. But it was originally made to get America out of debt. Hamilton? Isn't that strange but aren't we all in debt to christ oh! right right and we are and so and we are also we also can't serve two masters and so if, if we are already slaves to one master we shouldn't allow ourselves to be mastered by something else Amen. boom boom anarchy it's I'm just kidding. Anarchy. No. Anarchy. <laughs> the Joker. Anarchy. Snyder cut. Um, Anarchy makes no sense whatsoever. Right, but it doesn't have to because I can do whatever I want to. All right. All right. So we're moving on oh, to. Uh, no, I have one question. What baby step are you on, Davey? I am currently in baby step two. And, nice. Um, so yeah, so for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what that means, it basically is the what he calls the debt snowball, and that means to tackle all of your debts with gazelle intensity and with 100% intentionality, yep. um, and basically you just stack your debts from smallest to biggest and then overpay every as much as you possibly can, starting with the smallest and continue to do that um, to eventually it's all Good gone. Good job, buddy. So I am pleased Excellent. to say I am over halfway through within the past cool. year and a half, so my goal is to to be completely nice. debt-free before the end of next year, and I'm pretty sure I will be way before the end of next year, but um, that's my kind of tentative deadline. Dude, that's awesome. Like, since I started my debt snowball back in December... I've paid off 4700 and wow. like, dude, that's yeah. so cool to like share that with you. Like, I know we're in the same group together as well. So like, that's really awesome. That No, that is awesome. So in, essentially what you're saying is in three months, you paid $4,700. That's like a crazy, incredible amount to be paying towards that. So, um, My Reco <laughs> is going to be this really cool app that allows you to listen to any radio station on the globe. It's called the Radio Garden app. Oh, I. <laughs> it's, it's got a I little glow. Taken, I thought you had taken up gardening and this was some like podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> so, yeah. So, this, this app, it's called the Radio Garden. And uh, you just look at the whole globe. It's got lo like this little globe on there. You could move it around with your finger and you could pick a country or whatever, a state and, and find a radio station in that area and zoom in on it and listen to it. I've been hooked on Guam radio at, uh, as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to a lot of Guam radio, but it's a cool app. <laughs> Your laugh over this is so great. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Davey B, you got some recos for us? <laughs> that doesn't... That doesn't involve Guam. <laughs> it is neither radio free nor is it Ramsey, but it is an R word. And, uh, that is resistance bands, um, specifically for oh, that's good. anyone who's working out at home because adding them to your workouts legitimately is super, super helpful. Um, even if you're just doing like, even if you're someone who's just like about cardio or just like even doing yoga or whatever, having that extra amount of resistance will help tone and build muscles so much more than just doing whatever the you know your routine would normally be so resistance bands yoakum what's your record yeah <laughs> what you laughing at okay okay i got it i got my reco i got my reco okay sorry i even had to mute my mic while you were talking davy because i could not stop laughing because of how random it was you're like i've got hooked on guam radio <laughs> i don't know why i lost <laughs> i just lost i just lost my mind with that okay Okay. Oh, my tummy. radio, baby. <laughs> my tummy. Anyways, yeah, buddy. So my reco would. <laughs> Your reco? Sierra, stop. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. All right. To 
be fair. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> to be, to fair. be fair. To be fair. My reco this week would have to be a YouTube channel that is not my own. Um, Although yours is cool. Oh, thanks, buddy. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to recommend, and I'll spell it and all that. Um, it's the the channel. It's a lady. Her name is Melissa Dogerty. Uh, Dogerty is D-O-U-G-H-E-R-T-Y, I believe. Um, so she's a Christian, and she came from the, like, New Age um, and was heavily involved in a lot of, like, the mysticism and, and such like that. And when she uh, when she truly got saved, um, you know, obviously left that stuff behind. She was in a position of, like, blending Christianity and, like, New Age stuff together. Um, and so her channel is just um, pretty much refuting a lot of those practices. And then also she talks a lot about how we see a lot of New Age practices in the church today. Ah. One of the biggest examples is uh, one of the biggest examples in New Age is the law of attraction. You want such and such to happen. You want to feel a certain way. So you need to speak it and the universe will hear you and the universe will make it happen. And where do we see that type of language being used in the church today? Word of faith. Yeah, exactly. The yeah, word of yeah. faith, the, the health, wealth, and prosperity gospel. Like our words have power, you know, when we have the Holy Spirit in us, so we just need to speak it and speak it into existence. Like let's slow the horse on that. Not only is that wrong and unbiblical, but that's new age teaching. Um, yeah. And so she's got a lot of wonderful, she talks a lot about uh, like Bethel Church as well. So she has just a gr- lot of great uh, resources on her channel. So that's my record, the Melissa Dogerty YouTube channel. Hey, Yoakum, does she ever uh, do anything on the nine pointed stars? Oh, the Enneagram? Yeah. yeah. I was just listening to an episode on her channel with her, uh, another former new age a psychologist and then another uh former new age uh and they're all saved talking about the history of the enneagram yeah and that's also creeped into the church a lot too yeah yeah and um good reco yeah so that's my reco okay all right the last's reco is childbirth international um, <laughs> 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 um, yes <it> please <laughs> explain <laughs> Your recommendation over international childbirths after you just talk about how you were investing in children. It's okay. It's called Childbirth International, and um, it is Mm -hmm. a school training for uh, models. You you guys are stressing. Stop it. It is a all online school for people who either want to be a lactation counselor, birth doula, postpartum doula, and a um, childbirth educator. Uh, Today, I I did my first uh, assignment, which is in communication for being a birth doula, and I am I I enjoyed doing it. The, The only downside is that they're kind of woke but all of the doula training schools i have found are like that but it's pretty exciting and it's not too expensive and there's different payment plans if you can't pay for it all at once so it's pretty good so far all right darcira what's your recommendation um i finally finished wandavision i guess a couple no i guess it was last week i don't know time is irrelevant anyway and if you really enjoy marvel this was just so beautifully done for someone who doesn't cry a lot i sobbed liar so many episodes to the point that my boyfriend who is the emotional one out of the two of us looked at me and said are you okay and i was just like it's so beautiful um it was just i think one of the most amazing ways of capturing grief and it just really hit in so many um things for me because of a lot of the trauma i've been through and the people you know like my dad that i lost and stuff um and and just like different other abandonment things that have happened over the years that i was just like okay cool y'all did this well um so it makes me really excited about the next series that they're about to release and stuff because they're just doing such a great job yeah i i think they're moving into house of m territory not so sure though yeah i i agree i i enjoyed it there's some of the episodes like well, some of them was kind of kind of weird but all, overall it's it's good show i agree yeah. um and that is on disney plus i believe yes yeah 
Exclusive. All right. Uh, did everybody do their recos? Yeah. Okay. We wrecked those recos. We wrecked them all up. <laughs> all right, Yoakum. You know what to do. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Reformed Anime Hub podcast. If you like what you heard here, why don't you check out our Facebook group? Link down in the show notes below. And if you liked any of us, well, uh, shout out to us in the group if you decide to join. Without further ado, sayonara and amen. Oh, and don't forget, Reform Fitness. I am the music that you play. Hello, all you lovely ladies and gentlemen. If you like what we do here, why not leave a like, maybe drop a comment, and share us with your friends? You can join our group on Facebook at the Reformed Anime Hub. We're also on Stitcher, YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Twitter, baby. And if you'd like to reach us, that's at reformedanimehub at gmail.com. Thank you. Uh, spoiler alert, WandaVision sucks. <laughs> Yoko, they weren't really we, able to cast their vision on that one. It left me wondering what was going on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh, man, we, um, Yoko, I, I don't think we can be friends anymore. <laughs> <laughs>